Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafal Majeshevsky, and today I am going solo once again to bring you a short and sweet podcast episode about something that I've been thinking about lately, which is falling off the wagon. But before we get into that, I would love to do some shout-outs just like each and every single week. Now, lately, I've been having the same cities pop up, so shout-out to these two top cities. Number one is Highland, California. Number two is Atlanta, Georgia. These two were up in the top three last week. So shout out to everybody through those two cities continually listening to me ramble on about random stuff. And number three, it's across the water, out in the UK, in a city called Camberwell. Hopefully I said that correctly and did not screw that up. So everybody out in the UK, thank you once again for supporting the show. And I also want to mention we got some Canadian cities such as Campbell River, Surrey, Langley, and somewhere called Pierre Fonds in Canada that I have never heard before, so I need to go search up the listeners where Pierre Fonds is. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all the support. Now, what I want to get into is the topic of falling off the wagon. Now, the reason why I want to bring this up is it's more common than you think. I feel that when it comes to fitness, weight loss, or really anything in life, you are going to fall off the theoretical wagon once, twice, three times, maybe even seven times. And I've seen this over and over again in my training career with clients. I probably mentioned it before on some of my episodes, but... It doesn't shock me when I have a brand new client start, they're doing great, and then after, say, a year, for example, training with me, out of nowhere, they start, you know, missing sessions, they start coming in late, they're always trying to reschedule, and then it becomes a habit to them to start, you know, to stop altogether. Because the moment you fall out of the habit of going to the gym and like making healthy food and making better choices, you fall right back into your old ways so quick, quicker than you even realize. And, you know, it's really, really difficult. Like I still haven't found a way to reach out to those clients and like kind of draw them back in. Because I'm not worried about, oh my god, like this client um, is stopped training with me, so now I'm down this much uh, money per month. No, I don't think that way. I think about it as, holy shit, this client stopped training. I'm really concerned about their health. Because a lot of times, you know, I don't just get clients that are, you know, just 10 pounds away from their goal weight. They're coming to me in pain. They're coming to me with health issues like diabetes. They have high blood pressure. And in my head, I'm like, holy shit, their quality of life is going to fall apart. And how are these individuals going to go day by day without feeling 
horrible. Feeling like shit. Feeling so defeated when you walk up a flight of stairs and you're out of breath. You can't chase after your kids. You can't chase after your grandkids. Like, this is the stuff I think about. And if I had to categorize some situations where people kind of, you know, ghost me, um, there's, there's this couple things that happen. One, life gets so freaking busy and you can't pride prioritize um, the gym or just your health in general and you end up falling back into your old routine where you know you're not sleeping as much as you should you're not preparing foods you're going out to eat and it becomes your norm and there's no turning back there's that situation then there's another situation where you've been super consistent You've had a dramatic change in your life where you maybe lost 40, 60, 80 pounds. You're doing everything right. And then something happens that turns your environment upside down and everything stops. I've seen this happen with clients a lot. And, you know, a typical scenario is there's a high school reunion you want to make sure you look great in front of every in front of everyone there's a wedding coming up and you're super gung-ho to make sure you fit into that dress you fit into that suit you look amazing so you will do everything in your power in order to be successful you go from eating like shit every day to eating lean protein and veggies drinking only water working out seven days a week you're doing you do a whole 180 turn and yeah, that's great, but I'm actually more worried about a client that does that because I know down the road we're gonna hit some huge obstacles to face. So I've seen this happen a lot. People will prep for their wedding, prep for that reunion, prep for whatever. They switch everything in their life and their whole world just revolves around fitness and health. They can end up doing that for three, six months, but when the day comes, they finally feel that, you know, breath, finally, that, that they can finally kind of relax. Like that feeling that you were, you know, swimming in the ocean, you've been holding your breath for so long, you finally come up and take that initial breath and you're like, okay, I'm good. So that happens. And then the event passes, and you're like, oh, I don't have to do anything. And you subconsciously go back to what you were before. And all that progress disappears. And then you hit a wall or realization that you're like, holy fuck, what just happened to me? I used to be a completely different person. And what the hell happened? You, like, start stepping on the scale... And you see that the weight has crept back up, your clothes don't fit anymore, and now you feel defeated. Now you don't have any motivation. You're like, what the hell happened? How could I get to this point? I was doing so well. This situation where people do that 180 turn end up, like I said before, having a lot more issues down the road. And it's very similar to me, for those who've been following my show for a while, where when I lost my 60 pounds initially, that's what I was doing. I was working out seven days a week, sometimes even twice a day, 
that was like 14 hours of physical activity per week eating super super squeaky clean and now it's been better but I still deal with binge eating because the moment I allow myself to have something that I'm not supposed to I will go gung-ho on that shit and eat an entire box of pizza and down six beers and eat half a cheesecake no problem feel like shit about myself and I'm like hey what the hell I'm just very fortunate I never fell into never going back to the gym, going back to eating like crap. I was able to get through that. It's most likely because my life revolves around the fitness industry, whereas other people where they have a job as an accountant, they have three kids, that's what their life revolves around and not fitness. You know, like those people that switch over to changing their life as quick as possible because they're doing all the right things only that can only last for so long before work is like piling up and you're like oh shit I need to focus on that your kids have their summer break and you're like oh shit I have to figure out what I need to do with these three kids during the summer when they have no school and now that fitness and health priority drops down to no priority whatsoever this happens a lot a lot you'd be really surprised that's why I always advocate when people are trying to make fitness and health a priority is to take baby steps I'd rather you focus on one small thing that's going to get you further into your fitness and health journey than focusing on like 30 different things and trying to master them and with all that list it's going to take a big chunk of your time implement it slowly so it becomes part of your life and it doesn't affect you negatively in the long run the other situation of falling off the wagon is um, something that disrupts your environment so much, like a death in the family, a new kid on the way, um, changing jobs, like something really significant like that. And I remember one of my clients that was super consistent, came in with me three days a week. He was my 6 a.m. time slot and... You know, he was consistent for, like, three years. He was, like, I had no doubt in my mind, like, fitness and health is part of his life. Like, he would go run on weekends. He would go on bike rides. Him and his wife would do stuff together all the time. I'm like, yeah, I have no worry in the world. And then one day I came in, Monday, 6 a.m., and he wasn't there. And I'm like, hey, that's so weird. He never misses. Then Wednesday came around. Still, he didn't show up, and I emailed him, called him, like, no answer. And then a couple weeks go by, still nothing. A couple months go by, still nothing. After one year, he finally emails me back and says, Hey, sorry it's been this long, but my father passed away. And I'm like, holy fuck, like, I should have, like, I should have known. I, I should have, like, put two and two together. I'm like, something drastic happened in this person's life. So his death of his father flipped his life upside down, and he couldn't hold on to something that was really important, like fitness and health. And, you know, first of all, that's okay, right? Like, there's people, like, when people have someone close to them, leave this earth everyone deals with it differently you know i'm not gonna say well this person should have you know at least went to the gym one day a week blah, 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 blah. like no i'm not an asshole i get it 
you know it's just I think down the road you just have to be self-aware enough that you know if a drastic life change like that happens you need to like part of your recovery to get over that loss is to figure out how are you going to implement yourself back to normal life because I know for a fact that not only fitness and health was affected but other parts of your life too maybe because of the loss of someone close to you you've been a completely different person to your spouse you've been taking out all the anger and sadness out on them and not actually giving them a chance to be with their spouse like it used to be so maybe you actually have to be self-aware enough and be like holy shit the last three months i've been like a complete dick to everybody i need to rekindle those relationships you know like a lot of people put um themselves in blame that someone close to them died and they're taking it out on everybody else and sometimes they never come back from that so in this example you know say your environment erupts completely be at least self-aware that you need to implement a plan how to get back to your normal life because you know life goes on like you need to be able to move on for sure there's a time period where you will take some time to yourself to figure out what's going on and move on but being self-aware enough to realize that is the biggest challenge now that client of mine didn't eventually come back and he was super embarrassed about the situation i'm like no dude like this is a big deal that's okay you know did it take longer than the average person maybe it's just one of those things that you need to be prepared for and you need to also know it's okay this this whole like idea of fitness and weight loss everyone looks at it like it has to be perfect like if you don't go to the gym every single day and eat healthy every single day then it's worthless it's like no it's small little things like if you were to learn a new skill that you wanted to like fuck, i don't know like you wanted to take helicopter lessons the idea of you getting into a helicopter every single day to practice and if you missed one day and you told yourself oh fuck it i'm not gonna learn how to you know fly a helicopter now seems stupid and silly right it's the same thing for fitness and weight loss. Just because you had a couple bad days, a couple bad months, a bad year, does not mean you're a failure. That's part of the journey. You need to fail. Like my story, before I lost all my weight, I tried multiple times to lose weight and I fell on my face so fucking hard that I wanted to quit so bad and just say, fuck it, this is stupid, I don't want to do it anymore. But there's something inside of me that drove me to that point where I was finally successful. And that success tasted even better because I failed at it a couple times before I got there. So falling off the wagon towards success is what's actually needed. And it's okay. So anytime you screw up, that's okay. And for all the coaches listening... If your client is always down and feels like they're not progressing, find small things to remind them that they're doing great. The fact that they're telling you that they don't feel like they're progressing anywhere means they're still showing up to your sessions. They're still showing up to your online Skype calls or emails. That means they're still motivated. They're still 
in it, they're still wanting to improve. That doesn't mean they failed. It's just how you structure things and put them forth in front of you to see how it ends up near the end. Now, a lot of people that of going through like ruts or their environment changes, just know that that's part of life. Like nothing can be perfect. There's never a perfect situation. You might have perfect days, but there's never gonna be a perfect week, month, year, decade. There's always gonna be room for error. And the moment you can get through that idea, you will win at the end. The clients that I've trained over the years, I will never give up on them. Right now, I have a client that hasn't trained with me for almost two years, and I still email them to check in, see how they're doing, to make sure that, you know, who knows, that that a year from now, my one email will be like, okay, I need to get back into it. That could be it. So all the people listening, don't give up. If you've fallen off the wagon a few times, that's okay. It's part of the journey, and you will be successful if you just keep trying. All the coaches out there, please, please don't give up on your clients. Don't tell them or tell yourself that they're lazy. This shit is fucking hard. Like, people don't understand how difficult weight loss really is. Like, it's not just a thing you do. Like, university is easier than weight loss. I would argue that getting your PhD is easier than weight loss. Think about that. Becoming a millionaire is probably easier than weight loss. Look at so many of the CEOs and business owners that make millions of dollars are overweight, obese, and then they hit a point where they're like, holy fuck, I need to get my health in order. Think about that. Weight loss and fitness is one of the hardest things in life and the moment you understand that that failure is just part of it then like all bets are off the table you are going to run with this thing and you will be successful hopefully this episode helped um as you can tell when i get into it i just start rambling on and i get so emotional about it But this is something really dear to my heart, so hopefully this helped at least one person. Um, Anyone out there that has any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I am happy to reply. Um, A lot of you have actually been listening, so I've been getting a lot of Facebook um, requests for friends and people following me on Instagram and messaging me, so feel free to reach out, email me, Facebook Messenger me, DM me on Instagram. I will answer back with any questions you may have or you just want to say, hey, what's up? That's cool too. And again, please, 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 please share this podcast with your friends and family and keep a lookout for the link for the official Cut the Shit, Get Fit t-shirts that will be on sale very soon. They'll be only available for one week and then I'm closing the doors until next year. So be on the lookout for that that's it for me thank you so much for listening and until next time everyone that's it for me